Hello, Magic Seekers! Welcome to the Awaken the Magic Within You podcast, a place to shake up, stir up, and unfold some magic. It's time we end pain and suffering. It's time we start a spiritual revolution against depression, anxiety, panic, PTSD, and live lives full of purpose and presence. With each episode, I'll be sharing powerful spiritual tools to support self-healing. I've made it my life mission to heal myself, learn, grow, and share it with others. I am your host and spiritual coach, Denisa Dragu. Good morning, Magic Seekers. Welcome to a new episode of the Awaken the Magic Within You podcast. You know what, guys? This morning I was meditating and something came to me that I just had to come here and share with you. I want you to know that I'm coming from what I personally call a cautionary family background. I was raised by parents that have been through hell and back under a communism regime and under constant and consistent political and social stress. Now, when I look back, I held them responsible for my own shortcomings for years, simply because I was so affected and traumatized by the way I was raised under the communism regime. And even though it was for about 11 years of my life until the 1989 revolution when we eradicated communists, there was a lot of stagnant trauma and limited beliefs that I carried with me into adulthood and they really affected me. It took me a while to understand that my parents were not to blame and I feel very sorry for those times, but I feel like it was a learning curve. I forgave myself and... I no longer blame them or anyone else for that matter. I took responsibility of my own healing and it's, I took responsibility for my own healing. I, I sought help and I got the help that I needed to let go of that and really move on with my life. In all reality, they did the best they could. And in my book, that's to be applauded because they really didn't have that many resources that I do nowadays. However, this cautionary bubble that they put around me growing up, it translated later as really low self-esteem, self-confidence and ultimately self-love. I remember them constantly telling me stuff like, don't be too good so you don't attract attention. Don't be too stupid so you don't attract attention. Don't do this. God forbid of that. Be careful is that. Uh, Don't speak too loud. The walls have ears. Uh, My mom's favorite expression for a while when I was sharing my dreams with her was uh, stop dreaming about green horses on the wall. That's a Romanian expression for, you know, dreamers like me. And it was pretty dang hard to be constantly reminded that everything that I was trying to do as a child had a negative connotation, you know. And maybe some of you resonate with this. I don't know where you grew up or what was your upbringing. But if you find any value in this and and me sharing my story, it helps you in any way, I am so happy. That's really all I need. Now, I was telling you about this cautionary bubble that I felt like my parents put me in by uh, stopping and limiting me from really experience freedom, freedom of expression, freedom of, of movement, freedom of just living on my terms and how I felt like, you know. But I do remember clearly, and thanks God, that my uh, 
my inner compass, compass, my gut feeling and my gut instinct kicked in so strongly and so early in my life, I avoided really permanent damage. Now, unfortunately, I've been known to throw into the same cautionary bubble over my girls and I did feel guilty for years. I guess ingrained habits die hard. So I did struggle with not doing what my mom was doing. I did copy her patterns and for a while I pretty much practiced the same cautionary bubble with my own girls early on in their childhood to instead of constantly telling them to be careful with this god forbid of that don't do this you're gonna get hurt and all these cautionary things that i tended to do i pretty much swap it for reminding my girls to actually listen to their gut instinct because everything they need to know is in there and that was my lesson in my self-healing journey i realized that everything that i need to know it's within me my own wisdom the, the the voice of my soul so thanks goodness i flipped that pattern and starting to remind my girls to pay attention to what's happening around them, what's happening in that present moment and not to the thoughts in their heads, not to create scenarios in their head. And of course, kids are tremendous. They are like little sponges at this age, absorbing every little bit of information like there is no tomorrow. For me, it was very important to pay attention to what I do and what I say, not because they will be emotionally damaged, because if their life contract is meant to experience something that I would label it negative, I doubt that I can avoid that anyway. If it's meant for them to happen, it will happen regardless. But for me, it was important to lead by example simply because I knew that they would absorb everything just like I did when I was growing up. And if I've been given this grace to learn about relaying my foundation and creating new neural pathways in regard to what life really is about, creating a space for presence and being more and more aware of the present moment, why not pass it on to them? Maybe, just maybe, I could save them years and years of self-healing later by not putting onto them past conditioning that it's probably ancestral trauma for me because I do remember my grandma very well and my grandmas both, they had the same cautionary way of life as well. I don't know if I am the generation that is breaking this ancestral trauma right now or not, but my intention for my own children is to pretty much be somehow prepared by learning what I wasn't able to learn when it when I was at their age. You know, they still have an amazing childhood, so don't think now that, oh my gosh, I'm drilling all this presence and awareness into them day in and day out, and they don't have an amazing life. They still experience everything that's meant to experience as a child with tons of activities and going outside and playing and doing everything that kids are meant to do at this age. But I do take time and sometimes a few times a week when I practice with them presence and I call on to their observance of what happens when they are being present with whatever they do versus being deep into their heads and creating mind scenarios that have no relation to the reality and to the present moment. And to be honest, it's quite funny because my little one is just 
is too funny to watch. She's like, we call her the presence police. She would walk around constantly reminding us, where are you? Are you in the present moment? Are you in your head? And of course, this works best when she needs something or she wants to buy something. And she reminds us that this is what I want in the present moment. Why can't I have it, you know? Now, when it comes to my oldest daughter, she's a thinker. I feel like this can be genetic almost because she's a mini me for sure. And I don't know if it was my influence in the first years of her life when I struggled so bad with postpartum depression and I just didn't know at the time. I didn't know how to stay present with my child. I was there for her, but in a OCD cautionary mode, not in a state of presence or awareness. I was constantly on autopilot and doing and doing and overthinking and overthinking for her and for everything around her. It was really exhausting and debilitating. Now, the little one being younger has not been exposed to that much unconscious ways that my oldest one has been exposed to. And as I said, I felt guilty for years and I suffered a lot. But what is important to mention in regard to those times is the fact that I did ask for help. I asked for help and my mentor, Bridget Doyle, helped me see that there was no point to struggle with something that I could no longer change. First of all, she doesn't even believe in changing anything. Life is perfect the way it is. And I am practicing this each and every day. And even though it's not yet part of my complete understanding, because I don't know how else to put it in words that we use in this life, I did get the fact that maybe I don't need to focus on anything else more than my full attention to be uh, concentrated on the present moment and not waste any second any longer in my head. So whether I was washing dishes or cleaning the house or taking care of my kids, it was more a matter of being present with that specific task without the need to find myself deep into my thoughts and plan my next vacation. You know, many times we find ourselves doing something that's on autopilot, but then my mind is busy actively planning whatever will happen in the future. And many times that future we plan in our heads doesn't even come. So where is the point to even do that? I was saying that at the time I asked for help. And oh, this is something that I really want to mention. I want you guys to know that there is no shame in asking for help. No worries anymore about stigma or those who may try to tell us that they know better or the one stigmatizing mental struggles. Because I want you to remember something. The ones that are stigmatizing mental struggles are usually the ones that hurt the most. And I feel like it's best not to even judge them. Just offer more love and compassion and you do you. You keep working on your self-healing because your life is in your hands. If you are going to give power to somebody else or operate from your own uh, power and focus on your self-healing. Now, going back to what I was saying about me being in a cautionary mode with my girls, about two years ago when I finally understood how this works and how being present and aware of the present moment can shift the paradigm completely, and obviously life is not perfect and there will be perfect days and imperfect days or there will be imperfectly perfect days. It really doesn't matter because nowadays we forgive each other when it's needed. 
we remind ourselves if one of us is deep into the thoughts and operating from a mind level and I try to teach them along with myself to express our emotions in an authentic way because there is no need to pretend that everything is all right and life is la vie en rose, right? The sooner the child understands that there is no need for being perfect at all times and their mistakes are being explained as lessons and not something that's negative and has a con um, negative connotation, the better they will be able to focus themselves onto the present moment. My oldest daughter is such an old soul, is almost unbelievable, and I am so grateful for her presence in my life, for her unconditional love. It's This brings tears to my eyes because her unconditional love is the biggest and greatest gift that I could ever ask for. She's one of these people that her love and compassion, that's, I don't even know how to put it in words anymore. I am so overwhelmed by these emotions that overcome me when I think about her love and compassion and what a huge part they played in my own healing. You know, I often tell her that she came here to save me from the prison of my mind. And for me, I do my part and my own practice so that when I extend a teaching to them, I remind them to stay present and aware in engaging their own wisdom. And if they decide that what they hear from me or what they experience from whatever I learn makes sense for their own life and whatever they experience as children in this 21 century is right, then follow that feeling. I can share with you a million concepts and opinions and ideas, right? But you have to decide for yourself if it makes sense or not. You have to look deep within you and decide if what you hear, what you experience makes sense for your own life, your own way of being. And that's exactly what I tell my girls each and every day. When I talked about my little girl previously, I was telling you that she's like the presence police and she's she's quite funny to be honest because sometimes she's even using the awareness of the present moment to get what she wants you know when she wants another toy or something i don't know that it's meant to be bought and even though she's not even asking often i'm almost not being fair right now because she really is one of these children that doesn't even ask for things when i try to explain to her a need versus a want she'd be like well, mama, that's what you think, but I know how I feel. And if I want that toy right now in the present moment, this is my desire. And it makes you think, isn't that right? Who am I to mess with her present desire or the feeling that she is feeling right now? She wants a toy. Let her have a toy. It's her present moment, right? <laughs> you see, that's the thing when I realize that we can teach our children presence by making it fun and easy to understand. Even though, in a way, we are fooling ourselves thinking that, of course, thinking, as you can see, I just said it, is not even being with that, is thinking that we even have to teach them anything. For me, at least, having those two amazing beings in my life, it became more of a guiding process. I consider that my girls are my biggest teachers and their wisdom is infinite and completely unaltered at least for most part i think i am helping in building awareness for them in or in a way avoiding the traps that this society puts out there and we start using our mind so much and filtering everything through our mind but 
Parenting for me became more of a guiding process lately. I honestly consider my girls being the biggest teachers I could ever ask for. It's mind-blowing to, to observe their wisdom and I feel like the, the innate magic that is within them is so infinite and unaltered. I mean, for most part, because yes, there are things that they learn nowadays from school, from other children, etc. It's so raw and innocent and unaltered. And I don't feel like I am ed educating them as much as I'm building awareness for them so they don't fall into the cautionary trap that the society seems to have readily available for us, you know. And my, my point today is really to bring awareness that we all do the best we can. And if we drop the expectation of being perfect and just being okay with whatever happens, I think we would totally change this paradigm. We all have a destiny and some things will happen regardless. I don't feel like if we beat ourselves up, we resolve anything. And mostly when it comes to parenting, it is pretty clear that our children are already setting a new tone for the collective. We only need to guide them and be active examples of presence. This way they don't fall into this cautionary trap of overthinking and operating from their mind container rather than being okay with life, being okay with whatever happens around them without judgment, without labeling, without resisting, practicing acceptance and no expectations. Once they grasp the practice of accepting life for what it is and not expecting something from it, I believe it will completely change the way they will operate into their adulthood. We live in such an insanely fast-tracked society and there is such an information overload going on. It's really easy to be trapped into the tech-heavy devices laying all around the house nowadays. And for myself, I try to guide them into observing what's happening around, observing nature, playing outside, staying present with real people and not devices. And I'm not saying that every day is perfect, but practicing presence and being aware and being present with life has improved my relationships tremendously. And it also decreased the pain and the suffering that was debilitating me for years. My parents offered me a really good life and they did install in me a good moral foundation. They did the best they could with what they had available at the time. And I guess I'm doing the best I can with what I have available nowadays. You know, guys, my hope is that parents everywhere stop feeling guilty for the so-called mistakes and drop the need to be perfect. All a child needs is love and loving guidance, not authoritarian discipline, not a bunch of concepts and crazy ideas that really serves, serves nothing. And for myself, this only comes from being more present and aware of their needs, their wants, and pretty much guiding them to the best of our abilities. That's it, guys. It's simple. And if you made it this far into this episode, I hope you give yourself a self-hug and being a kick-arse kind of parent. And if no one told you today, you are an amazing parent. 
Be well, my friends. And this is it for today, Magic Seekers. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd be most grateful if you could rate this show and if you resonate with any of this, please hit the subscribe button. This would mean a lot to me. Also, if you feel inspired to work together, don't hesitate to contact me on Facebook or Instagram under the same name, Awaken the Magic Within You. There are several ways in which we can work together. That's it! That's a wrap! Until next time, have a magical day. So be this.